I'm Greg Kasparo, and this is the Spread HD Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the show. This is episode two of the Spread HD podcast. Today, we're going to be covering the NFC East and the AFC East. Uh, thank you to everyone who listened to episode one of our preseason countdown and predictions leading into the uh, NFL and college football seasons. Uh, episode two, as I mentioned, is going to feature the Eastern divisions. Today, we have a guest host. He currently resides in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, his name is Andrew Moser, and uh, I'm going to ask him a couple icebreaker questions as we get started on the show. Are you ready, Andrew? I'm ready, Greg. All right. Um, so first question we got for Andrew is, Andrew, how do we know each other? So we met in Dennis and Julie Allen's small group at Northway in Pittsburgh. Uh, I haven't lived in Milwaukee long. I was in Pittsburgh uh, from about 2015 through July 2019. Okay. And uh, what, what brought you to Pittsburgh originally? Originally moved there from Philadelphia um, for work uh, with the nonprofit I was with called Rise Against Hunger. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So next icebreaker question we'll uh, dive into is what are your favorite NFL and college teams? So I'm a born and raised Buffalonian, Buffalo, New York, Bills Mafia, uh, you can't be born in Buffalo and not be a Bills fan. So no matter where I've moved or have lived over the last decade or so, uh, I'll always be a Bills fan. And as far as college, um, grew up actually a huge Notre Dame fan. My dad was a good little Catholic boy. And so he always loved the Irish growing up. And so I just picked that up and actually ended up going to Notre Dame. And so I've just been a huge Irish fan all my life as well. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, I see, uh, Buffalo plays uh, Pittsburgh this year. It's uh, I believe they play each other in the month of December. Do you think you'll yes, think you'll be coming to Pittsburgh uh, for that game, or probably we can, only, we can only hope. Okay, I or actually is I'm trying to think. Is it a? I think it is a, in Pittsburgh. Um, it is, yes. Okay, it yes, might even fifteenth. Okay, it might even be the last uh, the last game of the Steelers. You know, for their home schedule because I know that. Uh, they close out against the Jets and the Ravens on the road, so that might be their last their last home that game. Be it, yeah. Okay, um, all right, and uh, you know we'll get your take on the Bills later on in this episode. Uh, how do you th- just uh, since you do like a college team? Uh, how do you think Notre Dame's going to do this year? Just as a little aside. Sure, Notre Dame. I think I expect them to go nine and three. Uh, looking at the schedule, so unfortunately they have to play at Georgia, at Michigan, and then at Stanford as well. Um, and then at Virginia Tech and USC at home. So I expect them to lose at Georgia and then at Michigan or Stanford and then probably drop another one somewhere in there. So nine, maybe 10 wins, but I don't see them repeating last year's 12-0, and unfortunately. So just to clarify, you do think they're going to beat uh, Michigan? I, I think they'll beat Michigan or Stanford. I don't think they'll beat both, and I don't think they'll beat Georgia. Okay, that's fair. So then I expect them to drop another one they play like at Duke, who's supposed to be decent. They play Virginia Tech at home. They play USC at home. And so I expect them to lose at Georgia, then at Michigan or Stanford, and then probably drop one more. 
Okay. Okay. That's a that's a fair. And three is what I'm expecting. Okay, that's a fair take. Um, do you think that? So by going nine and three, you don't think obviously they're not going to be make the playoff again. But do you think they'll they'll at least compete for a New Year's six game? And and you know they might have to go ten and two to get to that, but they'll at least compete for a New Year's six game is what you're expecting. That's exactly right. I don't expect them to compete for the playoffs this year, but I think they'll be right in the mix for a New Year's six game. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So they can win it. They haven't won one in a, you know, <laughs> going on 30 years, actually. <laughs> okay. Okay. They won a major bowl. All right. So then um, last icebreaker question before we dive into the uh, the episode. Uh, let's see. Oh, what is your favorite football memory? So that could be either you playing football or watching. I know that's kind of a tough question. No. Uh, so two spring to mind, if that's okay. One, um, the Bills, being a long-suffering Bills fan, they had the playoff drop that went on almost 20 years, and that just ended on uh, the 2017 season on New Year's Eve, actually. And so, me and a couple of my best, me and my two best friends were watching it. it. Actually, in Pittsburgh, they came down for the game, and we just celebrated together as Tyler Boyd caught that touchdown to beat the Ravens and put us into the playoffs. Uh, it was just so cathartic and emotional. It was a great night. Um, the other one I got to, I was a student manager when I was at Notre Dame. And so I got to be on the field doing the field goal nets for a, uh, an overtime game when Notre Dame beat Washington. Um, so uh, Kyle Rudolph ended up catching what proved to be the game winning touchdown in overtime about 10 feet from me. And then Harrison Smith dislodged the ball from a Washington receiver on fourth down to clinch the victory. I mean, it was an amazing thing just happened right in front of me. So that was a really cool experience. Oh, well. wow. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So we are going to jump into the episode now. Uh, so we're going to start with the NFC East by request of Andrew. And uh, so starting from the top, we've got the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dallas finished. I'm just pulling up my notes here. Dallas finished 10 and 6 last season. They were the number four seed in the NFC losing in the they won their wild card round against Seattle and then lost in the divisional round uh to the Los Angeles Rams it was a road Saturday night game uh they didn't really make a lot of well they are in the they are in the headlines now for different reasons but they didn't really make a lot of additions or lost a lot of key players they added of note they added Randall Cobb uh he came over from Green Bay uh, they did lose Cole Beasley. I believe he went up to your Buffalo Bills, if I recall. Did, yes. I was looking at the fantasy when I was looking at drafting fantasy people. I saw that he went there. I did not draft him, nor did anybody in my league. But you never know. Um, and then re- they didn't really have a lot of high draft picks, and within the first three rounds, they only uh, drafted a defensive tackle out of. Uh, actually, I'm not sure what school he came out of, but he his name's Tristan Hill. Uh, so they did. Not really have a lot of high draft picks. Didn't really make a lot of splashes. But the reason they're in the news right now is because some of their players are looking to get some bigger deals. Um, one of one of which is uh, Dak Prescott. I recently read he was asking for a contract of up to $40 million a year, which would easily make him the highest paid quarterback. I'm not sure if that is 
if he's worthy of that money. So, some people in his camp said that's just a rumor, and he didn't ask for that. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and that well, he's not holding out or anything. He's still showing up to practice, and he's no, been. That, that's just Zeke. <laughs> yeah. So we don't know what's going on right now with Zeke. I do. I did read that. Apparently, or apparently this morning, uh, the headlines I was reading said that the cowboy man- Cowboys management is is optimistic that they'll be able to get a deal done before the week one. And supposedly this deal is going to put him at the number two paid running back. So he would be presumably above Le'Veon, but below Todd Gurley. Um, do you think that Zeke is worthy of being the number two paid running back based on his production over the last couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think he's the heart, I think he's the heart of that team. Okay. Okay. So, do you think the Cowboys need him in order to to essentially function as on offense? I that's guess. an interesting question. So, to me, that's two different questions. Is he deserving to be the number two paid running back? I would say yes. But do you ever want to make the running back such a centerpiece of your salary cap? No, I don't think so. Okay. And so, do I think they need him to function? Um. Not, not necessarily. I mean, I think we've seen it. Basically, the Rams were a great example last year when Gurley was out for a few games. C.J. Anderson came in mm-hmm. and tore it up. It, a lot of it, it, to me, the running back is more a function of the offense and not the other way around. And so they're kind of in a tough position. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen uh, You know, going into week one if he's going to show up and you know, be their, their factor back or their primary running back there. Um, I'm just, I have their schedule pulled up. It looks like their schedule doesn't, in my opinion, at least it doesn't look overly difficult. They, you know, obviously they've got the teams in their division since they Mm -hmm. finished. looks like the division that their, their NFC East division will be playing from the AFC is actually the AFC East. Yeah. These two play each other. Yeah. And then the, Let's see. It looks like they play the NFC North because I see Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears. So that could. That's this, actually a tough draw, in my opinion. Yeah, I yeah. Think the North's pretty good. Yeah, and then since then, since they finished first last year, they're going to be playing the LA Rams and they're going to be playing <laughs> the Saints. So actually, I stand corrected. The schedule actually does look pretty formidable. Uh, it does look more formidable on the back end, in my opinion. From the from the front end, I think, you know, their buy is week eight, so. You know, hopefully they're if they want to have a, a productive season. Hopefully they're five and two going into the bye. Looks like they play all their divisional opponents, and then they get out Miami, New Orleans, Green Bay, the Jets. So the back half though pretty tough. Their last six Very weeks, tough, yeah. they got New England. So they're at New England. They're home against Buffalo. They're at the Bears. They're home against the Rams, and then at Philly, home against Washington. So. That'll be a tough stretch. We don't know what is going to happen injury wise this year, so mm-hmm. we'll just have to um, we'll just have to wait and see what's uh, what's going to happen. Um, based on what you're thinking, do you think that the Cowboys are going to win the division again? Or I think this division is going to be very very tight between them and the Eagles. Okay. I think that the deciding factor. So in my prediction, I have them finishing second to the Eagles just because of the schedule. Okay. Um, the Eagles getting to play. Let's see. The Eagles get to play Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, and then Seattle instead of the Rams and the Saints. And I think that just may be the I have 
I have them basically a game apart, and I think the Eagles will beat them up by a single game. Okay, okay. That's just how I saw it going down. Okay, okay. So, uh, actually, jump. we're going to move on to the Eagles now. Um, sure. They finished 9-7 and seven last year. They squeaked into the playoffs. They were kind of out of the playoff picture, I'd say. And then the last couple weeks, they really tore it up. They were ups- I remember a, a Sunday night game, they upset the Rams late in December, uh, mm-hmm. squeaking into that sixth seed. Um, Nick Foles, Nick Foles once <laughs> again, uh, winning a playoff game and coming through. In the, I mean, essentially, they were in the playoffs oh, even in December because they had to win out just to get in. Um, but they had a lot of moves, both addition-wise and loss-wise. So they added a couple players in the draft in the first few rounds. I have Andre Dillard, out of, he's an offensive tackle. Miles Sanders, who is the... Um, for a long time, the backup running back to Saquon Barkley in, at Penn State, but now he's potentially going to be a starter or or main backup in uh, Philly. Um, and then they added Deshaun Jackson, who was a former wide receiver for the Eagles and then played on a couple different teams of note, the Redskins and the Buccaneers the last couple of years. And then very similar to the Randall Cobb edition, a veteran with speed to spread the field. Okay. It's very interesting moves by the Cowboys and Eagles. Although I would say Randall Cobb, just to, just to have at least one difference. Randall Cobb tends to be more of a, at least he can play in the slot where I think Deshaun Jackson's kind of more of a post route runner, just like burn a guy. Like he kind of reminds me of like Mike Wallace back when Mike Wallace was, mm-hmm. was a stealer. Although I guess Randall Cobb can also do that same thing. Um, and then also the Eagles did add Jordan Howard via trade with the Chicago Bears, which I don't think anyone really saw that coming because Jordan Howard was a pretty featured running back over in Chicago. I'm not entirely sure why they decided to to part with him, um, but nonetheless, they did make the, the move. Uh, and then they did lose a lot of players. The Eagles lost a lot of players, um, but I don't really know how much of an impact it'll have because... Well, Nick Foles was was the main one they lost. He they they decided to let him go in free agency. He signed with Jacksonville. Another player uh, on their roster is Haloti Nada. That they, or I should say, he's no longer on their roster. Haloti uh, Nada retired in the off season. Uh, they also lost Golden Tate. He decided to go up to the New York Football Giants, as they like to call themselves. Uh, Jordan Matthews, another wide receiver who walked. I also have Jordan Hicks, linebacker, and Michael Bennett, defensive end. So I don't know. I mean, Nick Foles, I think, is the biggest loss only because whenever um, whenever Carson Wentz you know, was lost due to injury, Nick Foles always seemed to, to answer the bell. Um, so you, you had said earlier that you thought that the Eagles were potentially, or you think that they're going to win the division. Um, do you I think... Do, yes. But do, in winning the division, like, are they going to be like a strong contender for getting to the Super Bowl, or you think like they're just going to win the division and and that's kind of going to be their the end of their you know the end of their season, if you will? Like they'll do. Yeah, I think it'll be similar to last year. I think they may win a playoff game, uh, unlike last year. But I don't think I don't think they'll get a bye. I think once again, okay, kind of looking ahead, but I think the Rams and Saints will get those. But. So I think the Eagles may get a home playoff game for winning the division and then may win that game, but that's about as far as it's going to go. Okay, okay. Uh, and then I did forget to ask this question earlier in the podcast, but we'll we'll do uh, this combined. So I played this little game with the last 
with Zach back in episode one. Uh, I am pulling up ESPN's power rankings. Um, ironically, after I did the episode with Zach, they updated their power rankings. Uh, so they now have a, a NFL preseason power ranking uh, that I am currently uh, generating right now. Um, so while that's uh, loading, I'll let you think wh- or make mm-hmm. make your prediction. Where do you think the Dallas Cowboys are in their power ranking as well as the Philadelphia Eagles? I think they're close. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to guess that the – I'm going to say – Okay, okay. Just a guess. That may be overvaluing them slightly depending, but – Okay, okay. It is – Still, I'm just while uh, while uh, it's still loading. Why why is it that you think you said Eagles ten, Cowboys eleven, or other way around? Uh, Eagles ten, Cowboys eleven. Why do you think they have Philly? Why why are you putting Philly higher than Dallas at this point in the season? Uh, I think Carson Wentz is going to come back healthy, and I think he's going to be back to his near MVP form that we saw. Okay. Um, and, you know, quarterback being the centerpiece, obviously. I also think they're better coached. So, better quarterback, better head coach. Fills in a lot of deficiencies. Of I, do, I think they're going to miss a couple of the defensive players you mentioned specifically. Nada and Hicks. Okay. Um, and so, but a healthy Carson Wentz makes up for a whole lot. Okay, okay. So, I do have them up. So, they have Philadelphia actually at five. Which really? I am, I am a wow, little bit surprised by that as well. Um, and then the Dallas Cowboys they have at nine, so they actually okay. do have them both as as top ten teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but and they are and they are fairly fairly closely grouped together. So you weren't sure. you weren't too far off there. Um, but yeah, I think I think Philly will definitely compete. Uh, I just don't. I think you're right. I don't know if they're going to compete for a Super Bowl. We haven't really seen. A full year with Car- I guess the full only full year we have of Carson Wentz was when he was a rookie, and that was Doug Peterson's first year as a coach. So a little bit different scenario at that time. Um, he has gotten hurt towards the end of last season, both of these last two years that they've been able to be in the playoffs. So I'm curious to see. They did pay him quite a bit of money, so I'm curious to see how he is going to perform, especially given. You know, they've they said we're going to make you our man, and I'm curious to see how he's going to do if if he gets the opportunity to play for a full season. I'm curious to see how he performs in the playoffs because we have yet to see him in that in that role. So, uh, jumping now into the Washington Redskins, um, Washington finished third last season in their division. Uh, they went seven and nine, so they missed the playoffs. And this team has made quite. Not not as many um, additions or, or lo- key losses as some other teams, but of note, they did add Dwayne Haskins out of uh, Ohio State. He was a court, he's a quarterback that they drafted in the first round. They also drafted Montez Sweat, a defensive end out of Mississippi State in the first round, and then another key uh, player they acquired in the draft was Terry McLaurin, another wide receiver. So they did also add Landon Collins. They signed him from the Giants. Uh, but then some losses, and oh, Landon Collins is a safety, by the way. Uh, they did lose HaHa Clinton Dix, a safety, and Jamison Crowder, a wide receiver. So not as much movement as some of the other uh, teams that I had mentioned. Uh, what are what are you thinking of from is going to come out of Washington this year before we look at their schedule? I'm very low on them. 
Okay. Um, I mean, it's all, it all comes back to the quarterback position. And when you've got Colt McCoy and Case Keenum battling for the starting spot, um, I just don't see much talent on this roster in general. Okay. Yeah, I think they're going to struggle. Okay. Do you think – so I, I did see Colt McCoy – recently got hurt. I don't know the severity of his injury, but supposedly the the rumors are that Keenum is going to be the starter. Uh, Do you think he will start, or do you think that Haskins has a chance to start week one? I don't think he'll start week one. I think that in a perfect world, Case Keenum, you know, wins 10 games for them in their mind, and so they'll give him the reins and let Haskins come along slowly. Everyone wants the Aaron Rodgers situation to happen. Okay. Um, but I think that he'll be starting by like week seven or eight. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, looking at their schedule now. So the only difference between those last two teams we mentioned since they finished third, they're going to be playing. Let's see. Uh, they're going to be playing Carolina uh, out of the South NFC South. And then they will also be playing the San Francisco 49ers. So, uh, you know, a little bit easier of a schedule, obviously, given that they finished lower. Uh, it looks like the beginning part of their schedule is is what's difficult because they have the Bears week three and the mm-hmm. Patriots week five, although those are both home games. Um, that, no, no, unfortunately not. Uh, the ending part of their schedule, not too bad, although it depends on what type of Carolina Panthers team shows up this season. It also depends mm-hmm. what types of, uh, what type of Green Bay Packers team shows up. And then the last three games, they, they close out against all divisional opponents. So mm-hmm. uh, do you think that the Redskins are going to make the playoffs this season? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Okay. Okay. As you said, you were low on the team. Oh, and then um, before we move on to the New York football giants, uh, where do you think that this team is going to, or is uh, ranked in their power rankings? Let's see how close you are. Let's see. Uh, 26. Wow, you're not too far off. They actually have them at 29. So wow. they're the fourth worst team according to the NFL power rankings. I think that's accurate. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, now we're going to move on to the, as I said, the New York football giants. Uh, they finished <laughs> not too hot last year. They were... Uh, Five and eleven, uh, they drafted sixth overall, in which they took Daniel Jones. Which there was a lot of chatter about that draft pick coming out of all media outlets that that cover sports. Uh, they also drafted Dexter Lawrence. He's a defensive tackle. DeAndre Baker, a corner, and O'Shane Jimenez, a defensive end. So those were all players within the first three rounds of the draft. They did, as I mentioned earlier, at Golden Tate. He was a wide receiver coming from the Philadelphia Eagles. Jabril Peppers came from Carolina. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Jabril Peppers came from... I was thinking Julius Peppers for a second. Uh, Jabril Peppers was acquired in that trade when they got rid of Odell Beckham to the uh, to the Browns. They also have Antoine Bethea, a safety, and Kevin Zeitler, a guard. Key, they did lose three key players, though. Uh one, first, they lost Landon Collins. As I mentioned, he signed in free agency with the Redskins. Odell Beckham, they traded to the Browns. And then Olivier Vernon was a, line, a linebacker who made the Pro Bowl last year. And he also went to the Browns in that trade. So you weren't very high on the Redskins. Are you high on the Giants? 
I'm not. I'm not <laughs> quite as low on the Giants as I am on the Redskins, but I think the two of them will be fighting it out for third place. Okay, okay. Uh, and looking at their schedule, they'll be playing Tampa Bay from the south, and they'll be playing Arizona from the west. So I would say they definitely have the easiest schedule. Uh, but, you know, the the beginning part of their schedule isn't going to be... Well, it's actually not too, too bad. They got at Dallas against Buffalo, at Tampa, and then home against Washington, home against Minnesota before they're on the road against the Patriots. Um, middle part of their schedule, not too challenging. They got Arizona, Detroit, Dallas, and the Jets. But then the, the ending part, two of their last four games are against the Eagles, They've got the Bears right after their bye on the road. Their bye is a little bit later in the week. So I'd say their schedule kind of fluctuates throughout the season, whether it's easier or challenging. But, I mean, as we said, the the NFC East, I think, this season got a a pretty tough draw with regards to the divisions they play, which this year is the AFC East and the um, NFC North. So uh, going into the power rankings, where do you think the – NFL or ESPN has them ranked in their power rankings. Earlier you said that you thought the Redskins were 26. They were ended up being 29. What do you think for Washington? Or I'm I sorry, say, for New York. For New York. I said New York is probably right at about 31. They've probably got them pretty low. You you got it exactly. They are they are the 31st ranked team according to ESPN. So uh, pretty good. Pretty. Uh, pretty good accuracy this far you weren't you weren't too far off honestly that philly and dallas were going to be closely grouped together very so. high on philly i was surprised about that yeah yeah um carson Wentz. it could be it could be yeah we'll see i think a lot of people are really expecting big things out of him this year now that he now that essentially the the eagles have said you are a man we're paying you you are the guy that we expect to be you know starting starting all you know all throughout the year so Let's just see if the uh, offensive line uh, over in uh, over in Philly can protect him and and you know keep him on his feet and keep him healthy. So, with that, we're going to now jump into the AFC East. Uh, we're going to be starting with the New England Patriots. Uh, they, exactly. yeah, yeah. For both for both you and I, uh, given I'm a Steelers fan and you're a Bills fan, <laughs> we're not we're not too high on the Patriots in terms of our you know how we perceive them. Obviously, we're probably pretty high on them in terms of any predictions we have, but you know, we'll, I could be wrong here. Um, so the new England Patriots, they, uh, were finished 11 and five last year, which is the first time they did not finish with more than 12 wins or 12 or more wins in a season in quite some time, but it didn't end up mattering because they finished as the number two seed in the AFC. Uh, they, won their divisional round against the Los Angeles Chargers, not San Diego. Uh, they dominated that game. Then they played Kansas City on the road in the AFC Championship. They, as we remember, that was a overtime game that was very back and forth during that fourth quarter. That was, I mean, it was a very exciting game. Uh, just oh, didn't, one of the best I've seen. That was an amazing Just game. didn't have the ending that I, I think most people were, were hoping for. Uh, and then won the Super Bowl against the LA Rams. So they did play three very, very good teams, three teams that I think are probably going to be ranked within the top five or six of the power rankings Uh this year. So they definitely earned their way to the championship. 
And they won those games in different ways, which is the amazing thing. Right. Kansas City and then the Super Bowl were complete opposites. Right. Which just shows you, I mean, Bill Belichick, unbelievable coach. Right. The greatest ever. I mean, it's just crazy how adaptable they are in a league that is not adaptable. Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I would say, though, in this division, other than maybe the Jets... The Patriots, or and I guess you know, the, actually all these teams made a lot of moves, but um, I would say that the Patriots, there are some pretty key additions, but also some key losses to this team. So they had a lot of high draft picks within these first three rounds. I'm going to just list them off. So Nikhil Harry, wide receiver, he was their first round pick out of Arizona State. Jawan Williams, corner. Chase Winovic, defensive end out of Michigan. He was. Pretty pretty solid player over for the Wolverines. I'm sure you remember him as being a Notre Dame fan. Uh, <laughs> uh, Damian Harris, running back, and Yodney Kajusti, an offensive tackle. Um, the only notable free agency acquisition that I saw uh, was they did add Michael Bennett. He was a defensive end out of uh, the Eagles. Although, from what I recall, they did, I believe, add Benjamin Watson as one of their tight ends, although I'm not I will admit I'm not entirely certain if he's still on their roster. Um, just, he is. He's actually facing a four-game suspension. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I think he was substance he took when he thought he was retired. Okay, and I yeah I was gonna say I, th- I remember him announcing retirement, but then I guess he, you know, was given the opportunity to to come back and play, so he he took that opportunity. Yeah, uh, they contacted him when Gronk retired, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. And that, and I was about to say in terms of key losses, he's at the very top of my list. So For Rob, sure. Rob Gronkowski. Uh, retired Adrian Claiborne, defensive end left, Corderell Patterson, wide receiver, Trey Flowers, defensive end, Trent Brown, offensive tackle, and Dwayne Allen, another tight end. So a lot of a lot of losses. This is these are the defending champs, though. Um, unlike um, most NFL, or at least from recent memory, the NFL has had a tradition where they um, have the Super Bowl. Uh, champion play the first Thursday night game of the season, but this season they actually are breaking that tradition given that it's the uh, 100 year anniversary of the NFL. Which so, is so cool. Yeah, yeah. So they are playing the, or at least the the original the opening game for the NFL is going to be uh, I believe it's Bears at Packers. I think I'm pretty sure it's in Green Bay, which would make sense uh, given that that's one of the those original teams. Um, but they, the New England Patriots will, will play the first Sunday night game against Pittsburgh at home. Um, and then since they, it looks like the divisions that these, that the NF, the AFC East will be playing this year, uh, from what I'm seeing, looks like they've got the AFC East, or I'm sorry, AFC North. So they'll be having Steelers, Baltimore, Browns, and Bengals. And then... As we mentioned, they'll be playing the NFC East. And then given that they won their division, they'll play the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. So Tall order. Tall order, especially given that the um, NFC no- or the AFC North is going to look, I think, a lot different than what it has looked in past years, given that the Browns are, right. are potentially going to be competing for a playoff spot. But they're still in the AFC East. AFC East, and we know that that division hasn't always produced a competitor for the for the Patriots. Um, are you expecting Patriots to win the division yet again, or do you think? Oh that, yeah. Okay. It's, it's almost a non-negotiable. You can just 
Sharpie them in right there. Okay. <laughs> okay. At least as long as Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are there for the time exactly. being. Okay. Okay. And, and I mean, for the last several years, we've been saying Brady has to slow down at some point, right? Right. But I've given up on predicting it, and we'll just observe it happen if it ever happens. Yeah, I honestly thought when they so when they only won eleven games last year, and the the last game that they've lost was that that road game against Pittsburgh late in December. And after that game, I thought to myself, "All right, this has to be the year that you know they'll make the playoffs, but they're not gonna be competitive." And then my mind was just completely blown away when they, as I said, beat, beat all three of like, and as I said, those are three teams that I can guarantee are probably in the top five or six of the power rankings. So um, they beat three highly, highly competitive teams. They, you know, won the Super Bowl. Um, are you thinking that they will have Super Bowl aspirations or at least be competitive for the Super Bowl this year? Or do you think other teams, the AFC, are going to have their number by the time playoff time comes around? It's hard to say. So, again, it de- losing Gronk is big. Right. Uh, I think Gronk not being healthy last year is a big reason they only, quote-unquote, won 11 games. Um, and I think they will miss him more than they realize. Okay. But... That being said, I mean the roster stacked, and they added. They added, unfortunately, once again reloaded and added a lot. Um, but yeah, I, in my predictions, I see them again, once again making the AFC Championship. I have them losing it this time at Kansas City, but I okay. do have them winning their first uh, playoff game at home. Okay, okay. So we're now last question and then we'll jump into the the Miami Dolphins where do you have the Patriots or where do you think that the ESPN has them in their in their preseason power rankings I would guess at four okay so actually ESPN has them at number one. Oh, that's silly yeah yeah they have them at number one um Interesting. yeah yeah going in into the year uh so I'm not gonna reveal Chiefs Rams and Saints would all be ahead of them so the top ESPN four has also learned that's it. You can't count Tom Brady out, I guess. Right. So the top four, just so you, it, it features all the teams from the uh, that made the conference championships last mm-hmm. year. So it goes right. one: New England, two: Kansas City, three: New Orleans, four: L.A. Rams, and then you, 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 we heard earlier five is the Philly Eagles, and then mm-hmm. they did actually keep the L.A. Chargers at number six from mm-hmm. uh, the last time. Well. So, uh, yeah. So Patriots are number one. Uh, I am a little bit surprised. I do think that there are some teams that have made better additions of note. Kansas City, I think, has made better additions to their roster than right. uh, New England. And now that Patrick Mahomes is no longer you know, in his first year, I, I think he'll be in more in sync kind of with what the offense... Not to say that Patrick Mahomes is not going to um, have maybe a little bit of a regression from last year, because it's really hard, I think, to repeat a 50-touchdown NFL <laughs> campaign. But... You know, I, I think that the Chiefs made a lot more splashes and didn't have as many big losses as the as the Patriots. And the Chiefs will be playing the Patriots during the regular season this year on top of a potential playoff matchup. So mm-hmm. they'll see them a lot of times. They'll get used to them and they'll go from there. But um, we're next going to jump into the Miami Dolphins. So this team finished 7-9 and nine last year, did not make the playoffs, nor did any other team in the AFC East. Um other than the Patriots, they added uh, Christian Wilkins, a defensive tackle in the draft, as well as uh, Michael Zeiter. And then some interesting 
uh, non-draftable players that they added to the roster. They added Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen, both quarterbacks, one being a journeyman, one being a unproven second-year player. Uh, somehow already a journeyman. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, and then they did also add Dwayne Allen, a tight end who came over from the Patriots. Um, in adding both of those quarterbacks, so they lost Ryan Tannehill, who had, I'd say, been their starter consistently the last... Well, I guess there was that one year he lost the whole year due to injury, but uh, Ryan Tannehill... Uh, left. He went to Tennessee. Um, he was, I'd say, their starter for the last seven or eight years. Depending, I, I don't remember the exact year he was drafted. I feel like it was 2010 or 2011. But um, he's no longer there. Neither is Cameron Wake, a defensive end, longtime defensive end there. Uh, Juwan James, a guard. Frank Gore, who he's been on a lot of different teams. I'm not sure where he went now. Oh, I think he went up to he's Buffalo, on didn't he? The Bills. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then they also. Uh, parted ways with Danny Amendola, wide receiver, who was formerly a Patriot. Now I believe he's on the Detroit Lions. So a lot of interesting additions and losses with Miami. Uh, I'm not entirely certain what their plan is going forward with their franchise, especially given that I, I have at least heard that they really would prefer to draft the quarterback that they really want rather than have... Josh Rosen be their their franchise quarterback. I think they've kind of added him just as kind of a tryout, if you will. Um, so I, basically, the rumors I've heard is that Miami, in a perfect world, would tank this year and then draft Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama. That that's the rumors that I've heard they want to do. Not to say that they're going to tank, but um, Ryan Fitzpatrick's obviously there to mentor Josh Rosen. I don't know. I, I would assume Fitzpatrick is starting week one, but then I don't know if Josh Rosen's going to start at some point in the season or if Josh Rosen's there just because they do believe that he's the quarterback that that organization wants. You, you really never know when Ryan Fitzpatrick is on your team. Who's <laughs> going to play quarterback week to week? Right, right. It is interesting. Their, their schedule, since they finished second last year, um, the only differences are... Uh, they will be playing the Indianapolis Colts out of the AFC South, and then they will be playing, let's see, I would assume, yeah, LA Chargers out of the AFC West. Um, beginning part of their schedule is really rough. Uh, every team going into their bye made the playoffs. So they start with home against Baltimore, home against New England, at Dallas, home against the LA Chargers, and then they yeah, have their bye. They're going to be, I would imagine they're going to be on the only team they could be. (laughs) Yeah. Then they, it starts to get a little easier. They got Washington, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, New York jets. End of their schedule. I wouldn't say is too terribly difficult. Uh, After they play the Eagles, they've got at the jets, at the giants. They may as well just stay up in New York for that. That's interesting. That's actually how the bills are opening. Oh, really? Oh, okay. And then, well, at least at least the Bills are still within the same state, but uh, no, any- they're not. They gotta go to New Jersey. Oh, that's true. The <laughs> stadiums in Jersey. I uh, I forgot about one that. Team that plays in New York. My that's friend. right, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and then they are home against Cincinnati, and then on the road against uh, New England. So, kind of a. It won't matter by that. It won't matter. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming you're not very high on the Dolphins. <laughs> I'm sure they're last in the power rankings. They're actively tanking. 
They are they they three are three games this year. You confirm that they they actually are last. Um, and interestingly enough, so part of the like ESPN's like theme that they have for their um, power rankings is that like the main question they're asking is who is on the hot seat. So like you know for some teams it might be a coach, um, for some teams it might be a player. So for example, when you said the New York Giants earlier. Their hot seat is uh, Eli Manning. Uh, the Dolphins, ironically, the hot seat for them is actually Josh Rosen. And as I said, I think it's because his time there is is essentially a tryout of mm-hmm. what type of a player are you going to be? Like, are you going to be the number 10 overall pick like the Arizona Cardinals thought that you were going to be? Are you just, you know, I mean, I don't think he's Ryan Leaf, but I, I don't think he's... I don't know that that draft was interesting. Four quarterbacks were taken in the top ten picks. I don't think that had ever happened before. But um, is he gonna, you know, get hurt? He does have a, a, a tendency to get hurt based on his career at UCLA. But we'll have to wait and see. It, as I said, you're not you're not very hot on Miami. They're last in the power rankings. The rumors are that they're gonna tank. Uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see with with this team. All right, next. We do have your favorite team coming up. It's the Buffalo Bills. We do. Uh, they did finish 6-10 and 10 last year. I honestly don't have any key losses for this team, which I think is a good... I mean, you being a Bills insider might know of, of a player or two that is no longer with the team, but this team really made a lot of splashes in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll devote we'll devote quite a bit of time since this is, this is your favorite team. Um, so they drafted with their first pick in the draft. They took Ed Oliver in the first round, which that guy slid down to you guys at number nine. Yeah, that was a steal at nine. I didn't think he was going to get out of the top no, five. No, So I was very happy about that. Yeah. Um, they also had a Cody Ford offensive tackle, Devin's Singletary running back, and then Dawson Knox, a tight end. In the, um, you know, in free agency, they added John Brown. I believe he was last with the Ravens. Previously, he was a... a main player with the Cardinals Cole Beasley. As I mentioned earlier, he was a cowboy and then Mitch Morse. He was a pretty reliable center over from Kansas city. And then also adding Frank Gore, the journeyman running back. Now he was longtime 49ers last couple of years. He's been with the Colts and the, and the dolphins, but now he is with, with you guys up in Buffalo. So looking at their schedule, uh, the only main changes are they're going to be playing the, let's see, they're going to be playing Tennessee out of the South and they're going to be playing, I'm seeing who they're playing out of the Denver, West. Denver, the there West. it is. Okay, because okay. you guys finished third. So, exactly. beginning part of the schedule is somewhat manageable. I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen now to the New York teams. You know, we already talked a little bit about, about the Giants. I don't. We'll talk to about the Jets in a second, but beginning of the part of their schedule doesn't look too too bad. No, it's a. It, they've got to take advantage of that. Well, honestly, the whole schedule is not very difficult. <laughs> I think we've got. A, I think we've got a very manageable schedule this year. Okay. Um. But yeah, you're right. It does start pretty. So it's at Jets, at Giants, and home against Cincinnati, home against New England, but then at Tennessee. Before the bye. I think, yeah, I think they've got to take advantage of those opportunities mm-hmm. there and get off to a good start. Yeah, I think they, in order to have a successful year, I think you guys have to be at least three and two going into the bye. I agree with that completely. Um, 
and then you get three straight home games out of the bye week. Right, right. And those are all against teams. Well, Eagles, as you know, they have them at number five in the power rankings, and mm-hmm. we both think that they're going to win the division. Um, so, but you got Miami and Washington at home. Those are two teams that you had mentioned earlier. You're not very high on. So not high on those guys. Get to play Miami twice. Okay. The, um, I don't think the Giants are very good. I don't think the Jets are as good as people are saying. No. I think Cincinnati stinks. Right, um, right. So we'll see. The opportunities are there to get off to a good start. It does close out more challenging. Yeah, uh, yeah. having Dallas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England in a four-week stretch. With three of those uh, being road games. Yes. So they got to stack up the wins while they got a chance if they're going to threaten for the playoffs this year. Okay. Okay. Uh, and interestingly enough, and I I saw this on the schedule for when uh, the Chargers were playing Oakland, and I don't know if this is just something the NFL is doing with all the schedules this year. I'm looking ahead. Yes. Yeah. They have a. T- the, it's TBD. Yeah, so oh, okay. There's three games that are going to be played on Saturday and two on Sunday. I guess there's games at 1, 4, and 8 on December 21st, my birthday, actually. Oh, okay. And I'm hoping we get a uh, Bills-Patriots game as one of those featured slots instead of the normal 1 and 4 o'clock on Sunday, the 22nd. Oh, so, so that will be decided, but they, they get to pick oh, three games to okay. highlight on Saturday. What, is this just like kind of like a Christmas special, if you will? Or yeah, once the college football season ends, they start playing on Saturday some. Oh, okay. And so, this is a new thing I think where they're going to flex the games. Okay, okay. So this Saturday. is potentially a Saturday game, is what you're saying? Or it it's is. Def- yep. Okay. Okay. The location um, is not in doubt. It'll be at New England. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Okay. It's going to be one of those two days. Okay. The reason I was having a little bit of confusion was I saw, like, the last podcast episode I did, one of those TBD was, it was a Chargers at Raiders. And I was confused because, I mean, obviously, I know this is the last season in Oakland, so I didn't know if that had something to do with their stadium situation or... I wasn't entirely sure, but that sounds like another game that they might flex. And at this point in the season, a lot of those games are going to be divisional games. So it makes right. sense that they would pick, you know, highlight some main main ones that could be could be fighting teams fighting for the playoffs or whatnot during the, that time of this year playing a, a, a tough rival. So, okay, th- thank you for filling me in on that uh, that info. Oh yeah, it's it's an interesting wrinkle. It's new. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Are you high on? I mean, you are a Bills fan, but are you high on them? Like, what, what's well, what's the best case and worst case scenario? So I'm I'm pretty high on them uh, because their defense is really really good. Okay. Uh, they were so they were second overall uh, defensively and best defense against the pass last year. Okay. Um, and they only got better. Uh, adding Ed Oliver, I think, adds a whole dimension. Um, Edmonds, the middle linebacker. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds' brother Terrell. Um, he is a. Uh, he's now going into his second year. He's only 20 years old, I believe. Okay. Which is crazy. Uh, so they added some. Yeah, they added some of their young players on defense. Our centerpieces. Uh, Trey White's going into his third year. So I think the defense is just getting better. Um, and I think Josh Allen will get better. And they added a lot around him. I right. Think Morse is a really solid centerpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Singletary, I think, is an underrated pickup in the third round. He had 67 touchdowns in college. Okay. Uh, just a touchdown machine. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that – so this is obviously assuming you stay healthy. You can't foresee injuries, of course. 
and they do happen. Um, but I'd say, the, you know, the floor would be six or seven. I probably more like seven wins with this schedule. Um, and I can see them winning 10, probably not more than 10 as a best case scenario. Okay. Unless let Ellen just lights it up. But I, I see 10 games as kind of the best case for these guys. Okay. Okay. All right. And then, uh, We'll now f- move on to the last team in this division, the New York Jets. They finished 4-12 and last year. Uh, a lot of uh, additions that they made on this on this roster, they added Quinnen Williams. He was the number three overall pick, defensive tackle out of Alabama. They also had a Kachai Polite, a linebacker, and Chuma Adoga, an offensive tackle. The biggest splashes they made were in free agency. The big one was Le'Veon Bell running back out of Pittsburgh. Although I guess you could say he was more of a free agent running back because last year he didn't play with anybody. Um, CJ Mosley linebacker out of Baltimore, uh, Jameson Crowder, the wide receiver out of Washington, and then Kalichi Osemele, a guard. Um, only main losses that I noted with this roster is they no longer have Jason Myers. He was uh, a kicker. And then Josh McCown uh, was the uh he, he started quite a few games for the Jets the past couple of years. Uh, I think last season they kind of had him primarily as a backup um, to uh, to their quarterback. Um, but uh, yeah, they um, Josh McCown decided to retire. He did write a, a recent article uh, that was in the Players' Tribune. Uh, so... I don't see a lot of losses. They did. They do have a lot of additions, but it's all about how the additions come together, especially now that they have a new head coach in Adam Gase. He's trying to establish his culture there. Um, I'm looking at their schedule. They have... Let's see. So they're going to be playing the last place team. So they've got Jacksonville and Oakland. This is the interesting thing to me, is that okay. despite the fact that the Jets finished fourth and the Bills finished third... I think that, so, the Jets will have to play the Raiders and the Jaguars. And I think that both of those are tougher than the Bills matchups with the Titans uh, and the Broncos. I would would agree. Yeah. So, despite the standings last year, I think that both the Raiders and the Jaguars improved much more and will pass the other teams. Yeah, yeah. So, that's a a setback for the Jets. Um, So, yeah, I see them finishing third in the division. Um, Okay. I, I don't think they'll overtake the Bills. I think I don't believe in Adam Gase. I don't think he's a good coach. Uh, I don't believe in Sam Darnold is as good as they're saying. I think he can be a competent NFL quarterback. But, you know, saw him every year when he was at USC, you know, being a Notre Dame fan. And, uh-huh. yeah, it just never scared me. Uh, they tended to blow – actually blew USC out multiple times when he was their quarterback. Um, and, yeah, he's he's – He's shown some promise, but I, I don't think he's everything people are saying. So okay. I don't believe in the coach, and I don't believe in the quarterback. So I, I'm just – they added a lot. I mean, Bell, Mosley, and Williams specifically are going to be studs for them, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I, I still don't see them going better than like 8-8 eight and eight this year. Okay, okay. They Another uh, – not, not that it contributes to their playing, but another interesting thing is the Jets are going to be debuting new uniforms this season. <laughs> uh I think, although from what I was reading, it looks like the the uniform is kind of like our. They tried to make it kind of a metro, a retro slash modern look. 
Um, I think it, it goes back to some of the what their uniforms looked like in the 70s and 80s, whereas the uniform they've been wearing for a while kind of harkened back more to like the Joe Namath Jets days. So um, not that that's going to really make or break the year, but that's just something interesting to look out as they the Jets come like out. They Saskatchewan Rough Riders, if we're being Yeah, honest. yeah, out of the Canadian <laughs> Football League. Um, so, yeah, their schedule, I'm looking at it... At no point in the year would I say that they have a, a easy stretch. Um, I guess the easiest, if you want to say, is in the middle. They've got at Jacksonville, at Miami, home against the Giants, at Washington, home against the Raiders, at Cincinnati, home against Miami. So I guess those six or seven weeks are easier. The beginning. Jacksonville is going to be pretty good this year, actually. Okay. Okay. Uh, interesting. Uh uh, the last uh, guess we had, Zach did have the Jack- Jaguars being one of his two wild card spots. Um, with oh, and then finally, where do you think? And I didn't ask you about the Bills either. Where do you think the Bills and the Jets are falling in the power rankings? Oh yeah, uh, so I said the Bills probably about twenty two, twenty three. Something. Okay. I'll say twenty two. Okay. Uh, and then the Jets probably. 24, similar to the Bills. Okay, you're pretty good. You're just like Zach. You're pretty good at the guessing game. They are they are very closely uh, grouped. They actually have the Jets at 24 and the Bills at 25. Oh, okay. So they do have the Jets ahead, but only by a spot. And once again, this is, this is preseason. We don't really... Other than what we've seen in preseason football, we really don't know what's going to happen this year. Um, but yeah, you're... Overall, pretty good with the guessing game, especially you got some heads on the nail with Miami being 32 and Giants being 31, and you weren't too far off with uh, the Redskins either. So um, overall, pretty good with that. Uh, At this time, we're now going to move into the two-minute drill. Right. And with the two-minute drill, we're going to ask you for your uh, playoff predictions. So what we'll start out with is AFC list for me, your seeds numbers one through six in the AFC. All right. I've got Kansas City at one again. I've got the Patriots at two again. Uh, and then actually I see uh, the Jaguars winning the South. I think it's going to be really okay. tight in the South between Jaguars, Colts, and Texans. I think the Titans are a little bit below those three teams. But I've got the the Jags winning it uh, with Nick Foles at quarterback and still that really stout defense they had. Okay. And then uh, I've got actually Cleveland at four. Uh, I do have them winning what I think is going to be a diminished North. Okay. Uh, I don't believe in Lamar Jackson, and I think that losing AB is really going to hurt the Steelers. Okay. Um, so I think that those two divisions are very tight, and I think the Browns sneak out as the four. Okay. Um, and then I think the Chargers get the wild card and then i've got the bills as the final wild card okay 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 so uh, a lot of shake up compared to last season so you've got the chiefs the patriots and the chargers returning but no no baltimore no indy and no houston so interesting okay and then uh of those six teams what is your afc championship matchup i think you alluded to it earlier yeah I think the Chiefs get the Patriots back and win at home this year. Okay, okay. And then 
going into the NFC, list me your seeds one through six over there. That's a little tougher. Yeah. Um, I think I think it'll be uh, Saints and Rams this year as uh, one and two. Um, I believe is that the same as last year? Or was that backwards from last year? Uh, last year it was exactly. it was Saints number one, Rams number two last year. Oh, okay. So actually, yeah, I think I, I think it'll stay the same. Um, and then what do I have here? I got the. Uh, I think the the Seahawks will challenge the Rams a little more this year. I think 49ers can take a game if Garoppolo is healthy okay. um, and rounds back into form. I think they're dangerous, so I just think they have a tougher division. Okay. Uh, although I do I do believe the Panthers and Falcons will start to uh, reemerge a little bit this year. I, I think they both had down years simultaneously last year. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're both facing some challenges, but it, it's hard to know. But I do think those teams will be one and two. Okay. Okay. And then I think the North is going to be crazy between the Viking. I think the Vikings and Packers will both reemerge again, uh, and I think the Bears will take a step back. I don't think they're a twelve-win team. Okay. Um, just because I I'm not a huge believer in Trubisky, so uh, I do have the actually have the Vikings. I think are going to win that division, um, and so we'll say yeah, Vikings and Eagles. Okay. Okay. Will be the three and four. And then who I'm are your wild sold cards? On the order necessarily. I got you. But uh, and then yeah, I think the Cowboys, Seahawks, Falcons will fight for the last wild card spot. Okay. And then uh, lastly, who who then of those six is going to be your NFC Championship matchup? Hmm. Uh, hard to pick against the Rams. I mean, Rams Rams Saints. I think it's going to be a repeat again. So okay. I'm, it's boring. I'm going chalk, but that's okay. Yeah, I, I see the Rams and Saints getting back there. I think they're just too talented. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, I'll, I mean, as I said, it's interesting that the four teams that were the the championship team, like the teams that met in their conference championships last year, continue to be the highest four ranked teams in the ESPN preseason power rankings. So uh, they're just stacked. Yeah, those four teams really are very, very, very talented teams. Uh, so no, you're. Totally, totally fine. And we, you know, we don't, this is August 24th that we're calling this. We have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, and it never goes according to plan in the NFL. No. And who knows what's going to happen with injuries and, and coaching changes and, and all the other stuff. Um, but Andrew, thank you very much for, uh, for calling in on the show. And uh, we really appreciated uh, having you here today. Um, we wish you uh, the best here from the podcast uh, in Milwaukee. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. All right.